2: But as soon as I got him with the left and the right, I see he's
3: dropping, first one in found him. Biggie, Big and strikes Oh, oh my he's on, he's, that's in there, it's in there. That is time. tight. And Mike Hall, uh, the lone Wolf, Trisado! <laughs> Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been
4: happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> nice to me, We're of it.
3: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Nice to have Matt back. He was away. We have uh, an interesting show. Jardinia Rosa Strike will be our first guest in here shortly. Uh, he's been on quite a few times. I like him very much. Fighting uh, Alexander Volkov. A great fucking fight. And uh, Michael Giordano, I believe, is making his UFC uh, uh, unfiltered debut. He is yes. going to help and uh, welcome uh, uh, Lucas Almeida into hey. the UFC. Hey! Yes, buddy. Hey. Hi, buddy. hey, stop. Stop. Hold the presses. I'm what? sorry.
4: I, never,
3: I don't think I ever said that before in my life. Hold no, the no, I've never said it.
4: Is that the correct saying? Hold the presses? Yes, it is. Okay. Well, first of all, I promise I'll never say it again. It doesn't feel natural. But I wanted you to stop right there. What did I do later. wrong? Well, one, I didn't see you in a while. And I feel you're getting right to business without really giving me the welcome. Like, man, I missed you. And how was your week? You were away. So I know we're going to get to that.
3: Yes. I feel Sometimes I'm, I'm more sensitive, Jimmy, than I think you know. Well, let me explain. And then you tell me. I okay. wanted to because Jardino is in the waiting room. So we'll probably be getting to him quickly. So what I wanted to do is because we have what? to welcome people, let them know who's on the show. So I didn't want to get you, because you, I actually want to hear, like, I want to talk about it. So I didn't want you to yeah. start and then go, hey, Matt, was here, 10 seconds in.
4: Jimmy, I apologize.
3: That's okay. Apology accepted. I'm happy to see you. Well, I can't wait to tell
4: you about my trip to Vegas. It was, uh, it, it, was, it was fun. I'll tell you why
3: I was there. I was watching videos. I was very unhappy with you singing with someone else. I didn't like it.
4: Well, Jimmy... I'm going to talk to you about that. And I was never in a karaoke uh, car before. Okay. And boy, was it fun! It seemed fun. We're going to talk about it. And I'll tell you right now that
3: Michael Bisping can put down some wine. Yes, I know he can. Yes, I'm sure Michael can.
4: And uh, I'll tell you right now, we're going to talk about it If we talk to uh, Jar- Jarzinho Ros-
3: Jorginho, Let's bring in Jarzinho, the great uh, Jarzinho Rosenstrike. Let's go. Fighting uh, Volkov, June the 4th uh, UFC fight. Uh, it's Volkov versus Rosenstrike. How you doing? How you guys doing? Hey, Jairzinho, how are you?
4: Long time no talk, man. Good to see you. You oh, always got such a good energy, Jimmy. Yeah. It's good, because Jimmy's got a negative, depressing energy. No,
3: no, I don't feel good. I, I thought I had COVID, but I don't, and then I used Afrin. And my, Are you guys allowed to use Afrin uh, when you fight? Or is there anything in there you're not allowed to use to clear your nose? Uh, I don't think
2: it's allowed. But uh, yeah, it's allowed. It's just and water, I think.
3: Okay. But, um, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what it is, but it makes my nose all fucked up the next day. It's not allowed.
4: My cameraman does say it's, not, oh, it's allowed. not
3: allowed. Okay.
4: Hey, Jorginho, have you seen the new Doctor Strange movie? Oh, that's a good one. But I, but I, have a better one. Wait. Oh, wait. Oh, a better one. A better one. Oh, I, I, I think I know what you're gonna say. But go ahead. Top one. <laughs> Crazy. It was fucking awesome. So you liked it. It was blown away. Jor- Jor- you know what's funny? I never even fully watched the first one. To be honest with you. But I still love this Top Gun, the new Top Gun fabric. You know what I did? I re re-watch, I the old one two days before at home on Netflix. And then I go to the new one. Uh, he, he's a
3: movie guy, Jimmy. I knew Jorginho was a movie. See, that wouldn't interest me. Even, 36 years later, but everybody is saying how good it is. I didn't want to see it, but everybody says it's great. It is great. Because I
4: knew about the first
3: movie, so I knew a little bit. But they did it very well.
4: It was very awesome. Well.
3: I like it. How is Val Kilmer? I know Val Kilmer, he can't speak. Like, he has a voice box, so they had to use computer, um, like, animation to make his voice because he can't talk anymore. So I know he was in the film, and he was really happy to be in the film. How did that scene look? Did that look good? Oh, the Iceman. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Iceman. Yeah, the, best, the best. The Iceman. It's, it's ice. Nah, I think it was awesome in the movie.
4: I really like the, the, the way he played the role, and, and, and I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I like the new... Cast. Sometimes I don't like like the young cast of like in, in not reboots, but in sequels. I'm like, yeah, that's funny. But the new cast where there was a new cocky guy, uh, Hangman. He was cocky. Oh, he yeah. was good. He because you just
2: right. He be- he became better in, in the end. Oh, 100 percent I didn't like him
4: in the beginning. Like why you you be like that? Yes, he was cocky, very cocky, but it's good because it made you care about the personalities. Tom Cruise. Dude, the guy doesn't age. It's amazing.
3: It's his biggest movie opening ever. This is the biggest opening of his career, this, this weekend opening. Really? It's crazy, right? It's what I just said. He,
2: he
4: looked good for his age. Yeah, I think he records a lot. And I think he did a good job. Jimmy, speaking of that, this was the first time I was in a theater. I was over at the Red Rock with my wife in Vegas. We watched it there. And the whole is one of those things where I haven't been in a theater. like I've been in a theater right. since the pandemic. This was it was on Friday, so it was the opening day. The the pack, no, there was not one seat left. Everybody cheering and yelling and clapping. Oh, it felt like everything back to normal, Jimmy. Like it was
3: crazy. Anyway, did you one of you guys see it in IMAX? I did. You did? Yeah, I did. No, no,
4: I saw that. that You did? No, hey, Jorginho, I saw it in the fucking 4DX shit. It was. You ever do that? Is that when you feel the seat vibrating or something? Yes. No, you're in the seat. So when the jet's going, it's like, the fucking seats. Dude, I'm trying to get my drink, my thing. I thought the straw was going to fucking poke me in my eye. I'm like, dude, it's shaking you around in your chair.
2: I never watched it in full. No, I never did it. But I think it should be awesome. But I think the new movie that's coming, I think, this year in December, um, Avatar, that one we should watch in in, in 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 that in that in that theater. It's it's
4: kind of cool because when you're in like the water, like they spray like water at you and shit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. it's really wacky, man. Avatar, do you think the new Avatar? Did you think they waited too
3: long? Yes,
4: I definitely think they waited too long.
3: Because the first one was the amazing thing about the first Avatar was that with the 3D, what's the technology going to look like? And now that we've seen it, you're seeing the second one. You're like, all right, we've already kind of seen it. I I, I don't think that this many years was needed for part two. What is it? How many years is it? Like 10 years? I think even though. Wow.
4: You know what I worry about, guys, is James Cameron, who I usually am like gung-ho about, the director. He's involved with that latest Terminator reboot or whatever. And that was just a big, woke piece of shit. So I just hope Uh. that this avatar, I just hope this one's good. Because that new Terminator... Shit, Terminator 3, whatever the fuck it was, I don't know. But, dude, the, I'm, I'm going to spoil this. Dude, Terminator 2, they went through this. It was a great movie, Terminator 2. Yeah. They went through this whole fucking thing, and finally he ends, and he gives the kid the thumbs up. He's going in the lava. Dude, in the opening scene, the other one, fucking John Carter's at his wedding, and he just gets fucking Terminator, comes out of the ocean, just fucking kills him. It's like, what the, what? Uh, anyway, let's talk, let's talk.
3: Yeah, I like that. By the way, that's a great opening to a movie.
4: Jimmy, yeah, it is depressing.
3: Yeah, that's a great opening to a movie. Uh, well, I, now, were you ever in the military, Georgie, or ever inclined to to do any military work? Uh, I did some
2: military work, but I wasn't in the military.
3: Work. Oh, okay. Well, now you did work for the military. No,
2: but kind of similar, more security, and then the military was um, training us.
3: Oh, okay. So you're doing physical security for people? Yes. I imagine you're an intimidating uh, bodyguard or or security. Would you bodyguard people personally? I did
2: before. Now, not anymore.
3: Do you have to like the person you bodyguard? Like, I always wonder when people bodyguard like a celebrity who's an asshole and who acts up and is going to get you into a fight. How do you how do you manage that?
2: I think I think that's a difficult part about it because if I don't like you, I don't go because you have your, your team and, and you can say, okay, I don't want to do him or I don't want to do that
3: person and then you don't go. Oh, you can say no before they sign you to somebody. Yeah.
4: Not to switch gears. I was just, I'm reading here. You, you know, how do it feel now? You're not going to have to deal with most likely. It is a mixed martial arts. You never know what somebody has up their sleeve. Right. Well, style-wise, this is a fun fight for you this weekend. Where your last fight with Curtis this style wise it could be annoying because you like the fucking put your hands on them, and when they're looking to always take you down or punching you, you know they mix it Curtis mixes it up excellent, but do you like it better that you're dealing with more of a striker than a grappler this time? yeah, definitely I don't think he's he,
2: I don't think he's gonna stand and strike. I definitely think he's gonna go try to push me back, push me to the cage and then wrap me up or or tie me up there, and yeah. But I don't think he's gonna stand the strike, even if he's a striker. Or well, he'll shoot a couple times just to make you think about it. Correct. So I have that in my mind. And I don't it's not that I'm going there and think, okay, this is a striking match and, and leave my guard down, don't defend my takedown.
3: So, so you think he's not gonna wanna stand there and go punch or punch? No.
2: I think I'm faster than him. So if he if he thinks if he does that, uh I probably knock him out then in,
4: in the first few seconds of the fight. And and listen, I want to keep it in the past because I don't like to talk about negative shit. But the fight with Curtis, do we learn something from it? Do we chalk it up? Do we sometimes you don't think there's two different ways trains of thought here? Is one, it's like, all right, I might have just had an off night. Let me not overthink this. Or two, it's like, fuck man, I gotta really address this. How were we after that, after that fight? Where, where was our head? Um, I definitely think I could have
2: done more. Like, I was thinking too much what he going to do. Uh, what would the takedown be? Would he go for the double leg? Would he go for the single leg? Uh, would he go for trying to push me to the cage? So I think that kind of slowed me down in my own style. So uh, I'm not going to kick him because he's going to grab my leg. And I don't want to land on my back for no reason. So I, at least I can get in there and, you know, so I think that that was my mistake for thinking what he's going to do. And then real fast, we changed that because that's why I have a team. Why don't I show some wrestling? Even I don't get it. Why don't I show some offense? So he knows I can't go for it. So he definitely would not make the mistake. So I grab him down. So it was, that was a little bit too, 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 to break it down and what where we were after the fight.
3: And you and uh, I mean, you're eight and, and I think i is call it seven. So you guys are both top 10 fighters. And what do you what do you think is going to happen at the top of the division? I mean, are they going to have an interim uh, a fight for the interim belt? And you said you don't think that Stipe and Jones should get it because of inactivity. Uh, it's been a long time, especially for John Jones, since he has fought. Um, what do you think should happen at the top of the division? I think
2: fighters who's run the division, keep the division up and running, being active should get a chance. And I definitely think Curtis Blaze would get a chance for the end title.
3: Um, yeah. Who do you think they should put uh, courtesy? Would you have a, Would you have an issue if it was uh, Curtis against uh, Stipe? Or who do you think they should put uh, Curtis against for interim?
2: No, I don't know. But it's not that I have an issue with they're going to fight. If Stipe going to fight or John is going to fight. I think it's unfair uh, compared to us. We've been fighting three years during COVID, during everything. We're risking
3: our career. To be in there, so we need we should get a chance. Is Tui Vas scheduled to fight anyone? Does he have another fight on the books? Does anybody know? Yeah, I think he's fighting Cyril Ga. Oh, he is fighting Oh, yeah, that's a great fight. And you, you and uh, Volkov both lost to Cyril, but you lost decisions. I mean, it, it, it was a good fight, and uh, he seemed to be giving Francis um a hard time as well with his movement. You know, and Francis just laid on him pretty much. Um, and like Matt says, kind of uh, uh, Cyril blew it um, in, in the last round. But what would you do differently if you fought him again? Did you learn anything from fighting him? Was his movement uh, surprising to you? Or is it something you think you'd be able to counteract a little better this time?
2: I think I'll counter a little better this time. And Francis show Francis exposed him a little bit with the wrestling, the power. Then you guys like you should overpower him, especially if you have it.
3: Yeah, but he is a very fast uh, yeah. Heavyweight. He's a fast guy and he moves left to right. It's a, it's like watching a giant Wonder Boy uh bounce around. You know, he does move very, very well on his feet.
2: I definitely think he moves very well. But even yeah, when you when you overpower guys like that, they're gonna make a mistake. everybody's gonna make a mistake if you overpower them and and pushing him in a direction he doesn't want to go
4: shit yeah hey and make no mistake about it you know what i love i love positive energy and your your coach your coach michael was it michael babb i see him dancing in the street on yeah. a youtube on a youtube dancing in the street it was in Jacksonville. i mean we were happy he was
2: hearing a great song and and he just let it go and he likes to dance yeah
4: I like to dance. He can. I'll tell you. You put him on a dance floor. It might he be did. a problem. Yeah, he can move. I agree. <laughs> it's good to have people around you during the fight camp that that keep that good energy. Don't you agree, Judge? Dr- Dr- I agree Dr- with that definitely. Because if you're stressing and everybody else is stressing, it's
2: gonna be only stress in the in the fight week, and you don't need that. I definitely think in fight week you should be happy because it's time you're gonna let it out and finally the training part the training camp or the hardest part there's where you make the mistakes and you keep repeating 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 or you
4: keep failing till you got it it's important who, who you have around you if i was still fighting i wouldn't bring jimmy with me he would be like oh what if you lose what if you get beat up i go chip you can't have the wrong person around no
3: you. i would just keep asking for a tissue because my nose is stuffed i would just be all about my nose and my cough i would be annoying <laughs> i wouldn't be helpful i'd be telling you, you top gun go. sucked as you walked in the ring as soon as you, you're walking in i'd be like that was no good you shouldn't have watched that matt yeah i'd be shitting on your movie choices <laughs>
4: I, I i want somebody
3: like michael <laughs> dancing in the street that's what i need yeah you need somebody like do you do you focus a lot on the fight fight week or do you prefer a distraction or just anything to take your mind somewhere else
2: i focus on the fight but i also like, like now i always bring my my, my ps4 and five me, and i just play a game i don't want to go outside. I do my workout,
4: go in my room, put out the AZ real high, cold, and I just do video games. Now, what what are we Jimmy? This isn't a very important question, Jimmy. I'll ask this one. What Thank are you. we playing? What are we playing on the right
2: uh, now? We're playing 2K 2020 2020, this 22, and we do soccer. Now, do you do that Elder Scrolls or whatever that is? Is that Elder Scrolls? What's the new one? I don't, I didn't see it. I kind of have I kind of stuck in the video game. Um then I'm not talking about the, what, the war form the war game. Ah. But they don't they don't bring new new ones of the what the best games anymore. I was last in the store and I was like, what is new? And all all, all that was new is is some kids' game, you know. Um I don't understand it. You're gonna try the VR? Are you gonna try the Oculus Quest? Yeah, I definitely gonna try the
4: VR. I, was, I think gonna... in the past I had it. But I never played video game with it. This new, the Oculus Quest 2, Population 1, Onward. There's some, re- I mean, you're in, you're in the game. Yeah, yeah. We're not sitting here. We're up. We're moving.
2: I'm, I'm playing the, the Fall Cry 2. Um, What's it called? The one from Bolivia. What is it called? Far Cry, you said? Fall Cry, yeah. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon. Oh, Ghost Recon. They, they came out with a new one as well. See, stuff like it's, that.
3: It, it, it takes place in Bolivia or the game is from Bolivia? It takes place in Bolivia. Do you are you on Twitch? Yeah,
4: I am, I'm on Twitch. I'm you the only do. not on it, Jimmy. What's that? <laughs> I, I, I'm the only one not
3: Matt, on Matt, I've been bugging you for you. Matt would be great on Twitch because Matt's funny and and Matt's got a lot of energy and people like it. Like I, you're crazy. You should be on it. You should have been on it for two years. Why don't you just jump? I, I should take jujitsu and you should be on Twitch. Why don't you just jump on Twitch? I'll, agreed. Yeah, and I'll do mine when you do yours. We'll, we'll make it make green All right. I'm not on Twitch either, though. <laughs> I'm in no position to talk.
2: Now, well, the thing with Twitch is. I don't do it live because when I play, I get aggressive. Oh, this, ah, there, I'm cursing sometimes. So I, I don't do live, but I def- sometimes I watch it with other players.
3: Oh, so you don't, you don't want to game live because I think that'd be fun to watch though. It's fun to watch people out of their element and doing different stuff and to watch you go like, ah, fuck. I, I mean, that would be enjoyable.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, yeah, you deal with kids as well.
3: So oh, okay. So you don't want to say something that gets you in trouble? No. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. That's where you're smarter than I am. And you probably would have a lot of, a lot of kids are fight fans, and you, know, you have younger fans than I do.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think that too. Because you have a lot of kids that play online. Even they
4: are saying bad things. I'm
2: like, whoa, where do you learn
4: that? Yeah, kids understand. There's times I'm teaching my kids class. I'm always afraid a fuck's going to fly out of my mouth. But I'm usually... It doesn't happen, you know. Okay. <laughs> you just gotta watch yourself.
3: Yeah, because it's embarrassing. Even though they've heard it before, it's just embarrassing, and then you gotta apologize, and it's just—it's annoying. Nobody needs it. Um, so, what do you think now? You—you you said you don't think uh, that uh, Jones should be able. Do you think he fights at heavyweight, honestly? And I know everybody's sick of hearing about John Jones, but it is an inter The interesting thing is all of the great matchups if he finally. Fights in heavyweight. I mean, who wouldn't want to see? I would love to see you and Jones fight. I would love to see him fight Cyril or, or uh Estipe even, or, or of course Francis. What do you think that ever happens? I think it's
2: gonna happen, uh, but like everybody else, even if I was John Jones, I was thinking, okay, when yeah. should I take the chance? Um, should I do Engano or should I do Gone or Steepy? Mm-hmm. Makes a good match him and Steepy or with or with Gunn. Same body body type, not too heavy um you know so i think i think that should be a good chance so yeah but the only thing what i was thinking is that it's unfair that's it
3: yeah i think that it's funny him against uh gone would be an interesting matchup um and maybe or maybe not I, I i don't know but i do in he might give ungano a hard time if he, if he moves well uh yeah. because francis may not be able to get a hold of him.
2: Yeah, but do you know what it is? It's heavyweight. It's different. I don't know if you can take the impact of the heavier punches. In Ghana, you walk around, what, 300 pounds?
3: Yeah, he's a giant man. Around. Yeah,
2: so um, I don't think, uh, I don't know. But I definitely want to see it in the future. I definitely want to see it. And, of course, we learn from other fighters. So when someone's fighting, it's good or bad, you learn from it
3: do you get excited when you go to a fight uh when you're sitting there and you're watching especially two guys that you might have to fight if you're there in the crowd watching how do you feel do you have one that you want to win because you think it's a better matchup for you or do you never care
2: i don't care but then on the other side you think it's you think two ways okay if you win i fight him i beat him easily but if you win it's going to be a hard fight so yeah, I better than other guidance. Mean. So it's
5: <laughs> it's hard.
3: Yeah, You gotta you gotta be you gotta be honest with yourself. Yeah, well, you're. I mean, you're in the top ten, and obviously, you know you you will get a shot uh, at the title again. You know, you know you'll get your shot and, and get what you want. Uh, do you have any type of a path uh, planned to the belt? Like, what which way do you see yourself going to, to possibly get?
2: That? Right now, this Saturday is really important for me. Win this fight, and then see who's available. Definitely want to fight one more time this year and next year I want to make a big run like if I can fight four times next year I'd do it right away
3: oh you would okay
5: yeah
3: yeah well look man good luck on uh, Saturday uh this is a great fight you and Alexander Volkov it has uh, definitely has title implications because um you know you may just flip-flop positions but you you, know, you may not depending on how long Francis is out so uh good luck uh Jairzinho. you're always
4: it a little earlier I want to make sure people know that I'm sorry Oh yes Jerry. yes what time, Matt? The prelims start at 12 p.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Plus, and the main card starts at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. Main event is you versus Alexander Volkov, Jorgin, Jorginho. I can't wait, dude. Yeah. You're always so entertaining, bro. Thank you. appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll bring
2: it on this weekend.
3: All right. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for coming on again.
2: Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.
4: Um, Jimmy, tomorrow. My birthday. My birthday. Is it tomorrow? Oh, happy it's birthday. Little, little, it's your little buddy's birthday. I'm actually your big buddy. But You're my listen, big buddy. Yeah, I'm, I'm stocky. You're my little buddy.
3: You're my big coworker.
4: Yeah. Jimmy. Yes. I'm gonna be 48. You look younger. Gotta kind of now round it
3: up. Yep, I do the same. But you don't look 48. I mean, you look like you, you look 35 and you act nine. So I think you're in, well, Ooh. yeah, Oh you do Ooh. have pretty impressive abs.
4: Ooh. Sorry. I'm going to do the rest of the show like this. Hey, hello, Jimmy. I don't know what that felt. Listen to me, Jimmy. I, yeah, I, don't know, I wouldn't I was button. about to say I don't act nine, but
3: I, yeah. No, but then you just made your belly button talk. <laughs> that's, that's not the sign of a mature man. That's not the sign of a 48 year old man who makes his belly button talk on camera. So Jimmy,
4: yeah. In Las Vegas, right? I went out there with my wife, and uh, the UFC was doing sh- something, shooting a little show. And uh, I don't know when the thing's going to come out, but it had to do with a dinner party with some me and some other UFC fighters. It was a good Oh, that's thing. nice. And uh, Bisping was one of them, right? <laughs> so at this dinner party, you know, we're shooting for a, over a couple of hours. We're, you know, we're the only two drinking. I might have got a little, you know, loose. A little loosey-goosey. You know what I mean, Jim? Yeah, sure. I don't like that. Jimmy.
3: Lucy Goosey.
4: So, Jimmy, my wife told me afterwards. Call goes, me James. I, I, that, that, that's not going to happen. Okay. But listen, I can't picture you as a James.
3: Well, you know what? I want you to call me, but you won't. What? At the show. It should be called Daddy and the Lad.
4: I don't like that at all. <laughs> I, I, I would I think I would repeat that. It might cause trouble. So, listen. Afterwards, to take us back to the hotel, <laughs> it was myself michael bisping my wife was with me um it was our 15 year wedding anniversary on that yeah. weekend so it worked out nice uh, uh juliana pena the champ you know yeah. and rashad evans so they put us in a fucking now i'm already lit bro i'm, I'm drunk and they put us in a karaoke truck are they crazy? Do they know what they're doing when they do that?
3: Uh, yeah. do yes, know? they do, actually.
4: Listen, I am. I think maybe I have to throw an apology out there to Juliana and Rashad and, and Michael. I, they, I, what i seen in my, I post a little video of us singing on there on my Instagram. I mean, I'm like, all right, it looks like everybody's having a good time. My wife said I was a little loud. She goes, I don't think you remember, but I was trying to, like, I didn't want to be a party pooper. She goes, I kept squeezing her arm because every, every few seconds, you were screaming very loud. It was in the truck. You were screaming. It's like an like party. She goes, you kept screaming at the top of your lungs. Let's fucking go. Yeah. And it was very loud. So, dude, yeah. you got a drunken mate. Yeah. Singing Kanye West. And every fucking once in a while, go, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go.
3: You know what that sounds like? Oh no, dude, I, I am very sober Matt. That sounds like the man I deal with every twice a week. Jimmy singing.
4: What am I gonna do when I see these? They, they don't mind. They they got know me by
3: now. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I heard from Rashad. I, I like Rashad. I do too, but he was very unhappy with that. I asked, like, I go, what was everybody else doing? I go, I think
4: Bishop was having a good time, but he was probably drunk too. I go, I go, was I she goes, No, was just a little loud. It was okay. A little loud though. I can understand. But Jimmy. I got so lit,
3: Jimmy. Yeah, you don't drink that often. You're not a, a drinker.
4: I don't. I went my, I went back to the Red Rock, and I puked all over. I got a lot in the toilet. Did you puke? I did, Jimmy, because I didn't eat a lot. Oh. It was one of those dinner party things where you eat before, but you don't really eat when you How eat. long did you puke
3: for? Quickly or a while?
4: Uh, my, my wife said, I was just in the shower. She goes, then you puked in the shower? Yeah, but it's in the shower. It goes down the drain.
3: Now, were you okay after that? The next morning,
4: I woke up pretty damn good. Oh, all right. And I was like, that was all fun night yeah. Michael Bisping's a fun guy
3: he's a great guy I, I i don't know him that well other than from interviews but he seems like a fun hang uh
4: i don't know i don't and, and then you know forrest griffin I, the thing is i i even though i'm not like super close with these guys i know them for a long time sure. I like, acquaintance wise and bisping i know a little bit better because i've been on his podcast back and forth with forever so i feel like i know him a little bit better and i always Asking him about his fucking knees. <laughs> right, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. My number. I keep asking him about his knees. But um, no, I'll tell you, he's looking great. He's yeah. Great. His knees are great. You know, he said, I'm kind of in for it that first fucking
3: few weeks. But hey. When, when is your actual surgery, Matt? June 28th, bro. Oh, uh, that's great. I'm glad you're doing it. I mean, I hate that we can't go to Vegas for July 4th. But I'm happy that you're doing it. I, I think it's about time. And then when we're back in the studio, you'll be able to walk.
4: Yeah, they wanted us down there, didn't they?
3: Yeah, but get your knees done. It's more important. We'll go next year.
4: Fuck there, Jimmy. I'll be fucking skipping there. Oh! Yeah.
3: I believe it's Let's get Michael uh, Trezano in here. Trezano?
4: Sounds like a paisan.
3: Yeah. Fighting uh, Lucas Almeida on Job uh, John the Fourth, of course.
4: Let's get to know him.
5: Hey, what's happening? How you doing, what man? What's up, man? I'm doing great. How's it going? You're from the East Coast. Hell yeah, I am. Have we met? No, not personally. Well, nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Where are you, are you from? from? Yeah, where? I, I'm from Jersey. So, oh, okay, uh, so am I. Where? Yeah, uh, I uh, I live in Lebanon, New Jersey now. Uh, I grew up up north in uh, Ramsey.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I grew up in uh, North Brunswick, and uh, I used to spend time in Newton. How far from Newton are you up in that area? About two o six.
5: I'm like an hour south of Newton, like directly south. Oh, okay.
3: Jimmy, Jimmy, how are you guys are both, he's
4: like an hour away from you growing up, whatever. How does he, wait, how does he grow up a cage fighter and you grow up whacking
3: off your buddies? <laughs> well, honestly, I, sorry, I mean, we're, we're, I'll sorry. tell you how, Matt, we're both good with our hands.
5: <laughs> <laughs> That's a good
4: answer. <laughs> Michael, sorry about that. All right, let's start right
5: now. Michael, yeah. so tell me, growing up in Jersey, what did you get started with, with the martial arts? So I, I played sports my whole life. Um, I always wanted to fight, and uh, I had a buddy of mine that his mom was actually training at Tiger Showman's, and this is who I train with, and uh, he was like, oh, they got a good fight team, it's nice, you check it out. And I went, I took class, I got dead tired in like two minutes, and I was hooked. Ah, Tiger Showman. so you're with the, the Showman brothers? Yes, sir. They do put out, I'll tell
4: you, I've been around forever and on the East Coast. They get a lot of support from their from their members because they always go up to local fights and uh, yeah. and they put out a great team just because they're good businessmen and they have a good um, business model to run good schools. People hate on them. They're like, oh, that's like a, this that dude. they put out. Look at this. Look who we're talking to. And yeah. you guys have a stable to Shane Burgos, yeah. um, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Rivera. Rivera so you guys, I mean, they're doing Department something good. right over there. They're doing something right Lyle for sure. Raya Hall? Yeah.
5: Yeah. We got, we got a good room, man. It's a lot of guys coming up soon. And, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot more guys starting to come through the, the woodworks because we got a tough room, man.
3: I started training there. I just, you know, I wanted to do it because I knew Jimmy Rivera and it wasn't that far from my house just, to, and I, I loved it. I loved going. I loved the class. I loved the uh, the private lessons. And then uh, fucking COVID happened and his school yeah. moved. I think now he's in um, Brooklyn. And I think it's an extra block to the other one. And I'm such a lazy asshole. I haven't walked an extra block. I w- I w- this was as far as I was going to go, but I really liked it a lot. And Yeah, they, they get a, a bad rap from people sometimes and they really shouldn't because the class was great.
5: Oh, man. I, I mean, the main, our main clientele is the average person that just wants to work out and get in good shape, learn how to defend themselves, you know, yeah. the, for the kids aspect, learn how to stand up to bullies, build confidence, you know, that, that's the main clientele. The fighters are like that less than 1%, you know, but if you got somebody that wants to fight, you know, we, we have a spot for you. So
3: how long did it take you to get good or or to begin getting good and to go like, Hey man, this is something I could do. And what made you start training to begin with?
5: Uh, Well, I wanted to fight to begin with. That was like my main goal, but uh, we have a couple in-house tournaments in Tiger Showmans and it's a good way to get your feet wet in a competition. Uh, a little bit watered down, but it's a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's a kickboxing tournament. And all, all the schools have all their students go, and that's how I started competing. And uh, eventually, as I started training more and more and more, I, I got into uh, actual kickboxing fights, boxing fights, and then eventually MMA. And you loved it from the beginning. Oh, I love it, man. Competition is the best thing for anybody
3: what made you want to, is it like because you are you're a much younger guy than we are so were you watching ufc growing up and they go like that's what i want to do or did you fight a lot did you get picked on when you were a kid
5: i didn't really get picked on too much you know everybody you, you you're gonna deal with assholes at any point in time but uh uh i just I, I was super into it um i did get into trouble here and there but nothing crazy you know i wasn't like this guy fighting on the street every day but uh i just i was super into boxing and I was watching MMA a little bit, um, and I really got into it when uh, one of my teammates, Louis Gaudino, was on The sh- the Ultimate Fighter uh, oh, yeah, season yeah. 14. And- Fucking
4: purple hair, green hair, yeah, right? Yeah. The
5: green hair, yeah. yeah. And uh, that, that got me hooked. I was like, oh, man, I, I want to do that show, and I want to win it. And, uh, you know, fast forward, and I ended up doing it. So, you know, it comes full circle. I just had to work hard.
4: Now, I see here that you're a lover of the Rocky movies, man.
5: I am. Yeah, I love it. A
4: little bit after your time. I know they're classics. I grew up on them. I
5: love the Rocky movies. What got you into the Rocky movies? How, how old were you, uh, uh, put you? My dad. I watch all those old old school movies, man. I, I love the 80s movies, the 70s movies. They're great. They, they don't make them like that anymore. Hey,
4: see the new Top Gun, by the way? That's kind I, of that saw gets- it.
5: I saw it last night. Me and my coach went and we went to the movies. And we saw it. I, I thought they did a great job. They usually fuck up sequels of movies that are that good, but they did a good job. Especially
3: 36 years in between the first and second one. That's I don't think it's ever been done with that long. Like, The Godfather had a couple of years. This way, 36 years between the first and second one.
5: Yeah, no, it was great. Great movie, great scenes. The back and forth, the banter. is great. Did you I like the Creed movies? movies? I'm sorry, Jimmy. I didn't yes. like the Creed
4: movies. Everybody likes the Creed movies. I love the Rocky movies. I tried to get into Creed. I'm like,
3: eh. Yeah, they were okay.
5: They're yeah. okay.
3: Did your dad fight, or did he just like Rocky?
5: Nah, he he just he loved those movies. Um, he he trained in uh, Kyokushin karate back in the day, but he stopped because he owned restaurants, so he kind of okay. ran out of time and stuff like that. You
3: know what the difference is between movies then and now is like you could unfold a story better. In in uh, the people were more patient forty years ago, so like. You would tell a bit more of a story and you would have a bit more like background information and dialogue they didn't feel a need to rush right into an opening scene that was kind of stupid that you didn't care about so yeah i think that's why those movies hold up is because they just they unfolded a little slower like rocky one is not an action-packed film i mean it's just about this fucking guy who wants to 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 get out of his neighborhood and be something
5: yeah no i i love those types of movies they're great and
3: i love that he lost in the first one i love that he lost uh, yeah. In the first one, you know, it was just, uh, yeah, it really is a masterpiece.
4: Isn't it funny, though, the transformation of, of uh, Adrian? I had a bit of I, my one bit, Jimmy. I had a bit about that a while ago. Adrian started so sweet. Remember Adrian? Yeah. She was yeah. in the store. She was very quiet with the turtles. But a sixth one, she was a, a fifth
5: one. She was a bitch, straight up bitch, no? Yeah. yeah she, she had to be tough to protect Rocky. Oh,
3: you're, an, you're a fan of Adrian. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong, though. Guys. She was worried about his eyesight.
4: Guys. All I know is that one, the girl who's selling them the turtles in the store, she wouldn't be. That's the same bitch. Listen, is that the, would he ever imagine that shy girl with the glasses who's so quiet and by herself locking up that shit? Uh, that she would be yelling at him that he cannot win. You not that listen.
1: Yeah, you no, can't, I wouldn't deal with that. You know how
4: good, you on the staircase. You heard about how good he is. What? He, you can't win.
5: No, that, that's Listen, toxic. I met you, you were cleaning up fucking turtle fucking turds, bitch. Right? <laughs> no, I agree. It's toxic. You need someone who's going to just support you no matter what. Well, she was worried
3: about his eyesight. See, he was fighting for glory and to prove something to himself. But she was worried about it, like physically worried that he was going to lose oh. his eye. Don't forget, he had a problem with his eye. So they were afraid he wouldn't fight. It wasn't just getting his ass kicked. It was losing his eyesight. And she's the one who did wake up out of the coma after falling on the feedback, like a silly goose in part two. And then she wound up uh, telling him to win and motivating him that in part two. And then in part three, she's, you know, Rock, she should listen. If she would have stayed at part two, Rocky two, that's good. She showed some concern.
4: I'll tell you right now though, when she did wake up and said, win, and then all of a sudden, Mickey, move, what are move. we waiting for? You ding. Boom! I that heart immediately. I'm like,
5: whoa! Yeah, it was I great. I love that scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Gets goosebumps going.
3: Very motivational. It is, yeah, it gets you going. And you forget that she told him that he shouldn't fight in the beginning of the movie. You forget that earlier in the movie she was fucking telling him, Don't fight and don't do this. And he's just praying, dragging Mickey to a church. Mickey's like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Mr. T was great too in part three, except his I didn't like the name Clubber Lang, but I liked him in that. What? I thought I didn't like the name Clubber Lang. Why not? I just didn't. won the fight. Uh, Clubber. Yeah, I know. I, I just didn't man, like the man, name. Man. I loved him, though. All right, forget it. Sorry, Michael. I just he got me on a rocky tear now. It is a fun film. <laughs> it is a motivational film. Um, and, and what else? Are you, what are you expecting, by the way, out of Almeida? This is, I think he's 13-1. This is his UFC debut. Uh, how do you feel bringing somebody into the UFC? Do you, like, you, know, you know what that's like. Uh, do you think that they're going to have a higher... Uh, some people tend to... Gas out a little bit because their their adrenaline drops. What what are you expecting?
5: Look, he's a tough guy. Uh, He's here for a reason. You know, there's no easy fights. So I'm not taking him for granted at all. I'm just going to focus on the game plan that me and my coaches put together. And it's just about who makes less mistakes. What was
3: your first fight like mentally for you? You have the first UFC fight.
5: (sighs) That that was a hell of an adrenaline rush for sure. Uh, I mean, it was the ultimate fighter finale. It was in Vegas. Um, you know, I had a ton of family there. I had like two, 300 people that came out. Oh, wow. There was a lot of pressure. You know, I try not to, to think about it like that and just do my thing. But, you know, it, it was very nerve wracking. But I, I think I've settled in.
3: Do you like having family there? I, I never want family when I'm doing a show because I just get too. I'm too aware that they're there. And I'm, I know fighting is different, but you don't mind when they're there in the room?
5: No, I love when they're there uh it's been tough because like they i haven't been able to get them to my last couple fights because it's been at the apex and uh you know i i I love the crowd I, i feed off the crowd i love when it's going nuts uh i remember like when i went on my ultimate fighter fight you know the whole crowd i i got stuck in a in like a weird position on top of the guy and the whole crowd's chanting, beat that ass, beat ah. that ass. My, my family was the one that started that chant. And that's all I heard is beat that ass while well, I'm in the middle of the fight. <laughs> I love it. So it
3: helped. Yeah. You, you enjoy yeah. the support. Yeah, no, of course. course. <laughs>
5: that's a good memory. Yeah, it's awesome.
3: <laughs> yeah. I never like uh, people there. But again, I'm doing something different than fighting. So for me, I'm just making embarrassing admissions. And you know, fighting is a little bit of a, of a different uh, a different thing. So you you prefer the live crowds to the Apex, but you fought enough in like, again, a lot of guys kind of like the Apex because they said it's like a training. You know, it doesn't feel like until you're getting hit, of course, but it doesn't feel quite like walking out in front of a crowd. So some guys feel a less uh, a little less pressure.
5: Uh, I mean, I would think they're the same, to be honest. In, in my opinion, uh, it's still a UFC fight. It's still, sure, you still got a lot of eyes on you, regardless if they're there or not. But uh, again. It's what we train for. I'm ready. Just going to go in there and do my thing.
3: What was the, before we let you go, what was the mentality? You talked about the first UFC fight. The mentality the first time you walked into a cage to fight. Not not at Tiger Shulman, but when you were actually going and this was going to be on your record. What, what was your uh, feelings like walking in the first
5: time? Uh, not going to lose. Oh, you were confident? Yeah. I'm going to go in there and I got to win no matter what.
3: It's the way to be, Jimmy. It, no, no, it is. But I'm just wondering how, because I'm such not a confident person. Like I would walk in and go, like, all right. I just hope I don't embarrass myself. Like I would never have that, uh, you know, that that natural confidence that some guys have. But then again, you work for it too by training.
5: <laughs> Jimmy, yeah. You're put, I'm not like walking off the street and jumping into the cave right, right, right. Yeah. Put thousands of hours in. You know,
4: Jimmy. You think he's gonna go in there like, ah, oh, shucks? I guess I'll give this a try. I, fuck. <laughs> i to go going in there and eat somebody's fucking heart, Jimmy. Yeah, I guess so. He's locked a- in a cage. He's locked in a cage. Listen, he's not locked in there with his opponent. His opponent's locked in there with fucking him, Jimmy. That's the mentality. Right, Michael?
5: Hell yeah, I like that. But yeah. Michael knows. Yeah.
4: Fuck yeah, Michael. Hey, man, you
5: seem like a really chill dude, man. We're looking forward to watching you rock yeah, this good week. good
3: luck on Saturday, man.
5: Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All it's right, we'll talk to days. you again,
3: Michael. Take care of yourself.
5: All right. Have a good one, fellas.
3: All right, buddy. You too.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
3: That was that uh, was fun. I like talking movies with guys like that. Like I, I like that another Jersey guy fucking talking movies. It's great. I, I
4: love that shit too, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a movie guy. So yeah, I tell I tell you, me and the wifey, we went to that uh, that Top Gun. We really enjoyed it.
3: Yeah, you you've made me want to see it. I will see it, man. Because everyone, you and Rosa striking now, uh, Michael saying it was good. I'll watch it.
4: You know, when I was reading this headline here about Jordan Levitt, or leave it, I'll leave it alone, Jordan Levitt. He said he's a bit offended that uh, he drew Patty Pimplett for the UFC London fight. I'm like, what is that about? You think he'd be? And I I was a little wrong because then I read what he was saying. But at first, I'm like, wait, he doesn't want to fight him because it's a very high profile fight. Then when I was reading it, he said, honestly, I was a little bit offended because he's kind of picking fights that are easy. And I'm like, I must have looked really bad in my last fight to get this fight. So very flattered. Kind of offended, but also excited. Um,
3: yeah, he's saying, I hope you didn't pick me because you think I'm going to be an easy fight. Here. But the headline is a little deceptive there.
4: Exactly. Exactly. So hes uh, I'm sure he's excited about this fight because that's a huge fight for him. What do they call him? The Monkey King? Jordan, guys, know. what's his nickname? What's his nickname? It's the Monkey King, I think. Jordan, leave it. They're looking it up right now. Three, two, one. They take their time. Yeah. Let them take that dog, look up Jordan Leavitt's nickname. But Jimmy, so yeah, it is the Monkey King. I You're was correct, right. Matt. Thank you, Jimmy. But uh, I'm looking forward to that fight. I like that, yeah. Patty Pim, you know?
3: And I'm happy that uh, I enjoy Rosenstrike too. And him against Volkov is a really good matchup. And uh, fucking Tui Vasa, man. I, I forgot that he was fighting Cyril God He has looked so good after those three losses. Remember, he was undefeated. I don't remember his record. And then he lost three, and you're like, oh boy, has he finished? And uh, hold on, Matt. Let me see if I can get when he. Yeah, he was 9 uh, 0, dropped a, a TKO to JDS. Uh, uh, Blagoy even though he lost to a decision and then a, a sub to Spivak. And then he beat uh, Struve, Hunsucker, Hardy, Sakai, and fucking a, a devastating knockout of Derek Lewis. Dude,
4: he's been on a fucking tear. Yes, I think, he has. Uh, his biggest fucking obstacle. One of them. Well, Cyril Gone is he's fighting Cyril Gone. but after that, I think Curtis Blades is gonna be a fucking problem for him. I, I like Tui. I like Taya Tui. Hey, listen, prove me wrong, bro. I like him. He's a funny guy. I love him. Too, but uh, Curtis Blades putting his hands together and he's he's believing in his hands, and also Curtis Blades has that fucking money grappling, which seems to be kind of he was in the past uh, Taya Tui bosses uh, uh, a little bit of his kryptonite, and it looks like he's worked on it since. But that would be one hell of a that'd be a, a tough uh, a tough style match. Well,
3: then again, Curtis Curtis has proved his only vulnerability, and again, it's a vulnerability to anybody who has a, a head with blood flowing through it. Is that In was able to get a hold of him twice, and Derek Lewis, even though Lewis was not having a great fight, was able to throw that short that that little short. I think it was a short right and drop him. um So if you can hold him off, or if you a get to him quickly, or b if you can keep him from just laying on you, there is always a shot. At, at, if you hit as hard as Tui Vasa does. I got you. But he also now is
4: starting to believe in his hands more and he's yeah. never mixed up anymore. You've seen him hurting people with his hands. Now he's always had power, but he just knows it's that much easier when he's on top of somebody. He, don't forget that elbow. He hit fucking Overeem with. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on a, I'm, 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 I'm on that Curtis, uh, I, I never dropped I'm not, I'm not a guy where if a guy loses a fight, I don't jump off the train. Well, no, but you don't hear the shoe fly, shoe fly, shoe shoe fly.
3: Shoo. No, but I'll call like I see it. I won't jump off a train, but I can't be on a train just because I like a guy either. Like if I think a guy didn't fight well, I have to say it. I get it. I get it. You like a guy till he loses, Jimmy. I get it. Um, I like <laughs> a guy even when he loses. However, um, I liked uh, Francis even when he lost to Stipe. I didn't like the, uh, the Derek Lewis fight. I thought that was a very bad fight for him. But by the way, he had already lost. I was never a fan of, of Francis when he was undefeated. And I was on the Francis bandwagon before anybody. I understand. You don't have to defend yourself. I'm just being an asshole. I know. Me too. Um, uh, Jimmy,
4: I'm reading here. When we were all last week, and I didn't even know this until my buddy Hulk said this to me. I think Dean Thomas and maybe Longo is looking for our job. He goes, look. There's Dean's got answers, and he talks romances art of coaching and cornering, and this and that. Now look, this was this was on last week on the UFC Unfiltered, okay? Right? And Dean and I go Hulk. What is this? You know Hulk Paul Harrison, one of my black belts. Cop. Anyway, nice thing. Hulk. He goes Hulk. We got call him Hulk. I don't. I get, guys get a nickname that sticks. His real name's Paul, I think. <laughs> I'm not really kidding. I know not thirty years. But look, he goes. I go. What is this? He goes. Dean explaining the bromance. The bromance. And then Longo calls in to discuss Aljo. Great listen. He goes. I go. Oh shit! I can't wait to hear. It. He goes. He went way back to the beginning and how your friendship was forged. Choked me up a little. Ha ha. You believe that? Mm. So I gotta, I gotta. listen to this. It's called Dean's Got Answers. It's on the. Uh, it's on our UFC uh, Unfiltered podcast fucking thing. So I'm gonna to listen to this. It was last week, and then you know, I'll hear from what he talks about me, and then I'll probably shut it off. I'm looking. Okay. Jimmy. Yes, sir. <laughs> listen, let's talk about the fights this week. Sure. Uh, really quick, really quick. Yeah, you know, Jimmy.
3: Couple of picks?
4: Couple a couple of picks. Let's I'm going. Let's go.
3: go ahead, buddy. Um...
4: here's the deal. I'm going with Jorzinho Jar- Strike, and I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with second round fucking knockout. He's gonna find his fucking shinder. You know what? I mean, I hear you. I hear you. I get it. I get it.
3: Hold don't on. Rush. don't rush into it. I'm looking at Alexander a few fights before. They only send us three or four fights, but I wanna see. Um I mean, he took to Cyril for a decision. He got a decision out of blades. He did beat Greg Hardy by decision, a knockdown. Last time he's been stopped was it's been four years since he's been uh Stop by punches
4: lost to zero by decision you think?
3: but, but it's, uh, yeah I'm, I'm thinking I, I'm oh. going to take Jardino too I'm just thinking do I think that Jardino's is going to stop him or if he's going go to go the decision and the last time he's been stopped was Derek Lewis in 2018 um, I'm going to take Jardino by decision I think he wins by decision
4: okay okay right. I said second round stoppage
3: Komein um, <sighs> Mavzar uh, against Danny Gay Listen, I
4: like don't don't look at these two losses in a row with Danny Ege and say, ooh, I don't I'm I do not like him. Don't say that. Jimmy, don't you say that. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, I'm saying the opposite of that. I like Danny Gay. I like him a lot. And he's fucking dangerous. And uh, I know he's going versus an undefeated fighter right now in, in Molsaw. And uh, I don't care. I don't care. gave by decision. Experience. Go ahead, go against me. You're gun. I know you are. I'm going to, yeah. Hold on. I, Jimmy. Me Jimmy, so look what color I have. You look good, Matt. You look good too. You don't look pasty.
3: You look good. Oh, hold on. A little thinner? You look, you look thinner. Are you you
4: lying? Jimmy. You lost
3: weight. Oh I just thought
4: it. I just started with that, Jimmy. Jimmy, what'd you do to lose weight?
3: Um, I just kept looking at myself nude in the mirror and I would throw up. Jimmy, I got abs. Listen to me. You
4: look, Jimmy, you look You should be proud. Because it was see. like a month ago. A month ago, you were a chubby little bird. <laughs>
3: I'm going to take uh, uh, Eva by decision. I think he eats out of decision. I love Danny Gay, but I think, uh, I think uh, Mozart beats him.
4: All right. Now, look, you know. We just had Michael Trezano on. That
3: one. And we're gonna, we're gonna Yeah, let's it. do that pick against uh Lucas Almeida.
4: And I know Lucas Almeida, look, he's got he got a nice sub in his last fight. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's probably you know feeling really good. But uh, I like this Michael Trezano, and I think he's gonna he's gonna bring the pain. And uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna take him by decision though.
3: I say he's he uh he stops Almeida in the second round. I think Almeida's first. UFC fight might be a bit of an adrenaline dump, like I said. And I think in the second round, uh Michael gets to him. That's my guess. Jimmy,
4: I can't say enough about today's show. Yeah, it was fun. It's good seeing you, buddy.
3: <laughs> and uh again,
4: you know, those fights start a little earlier. 12 p.m. on uh, ESPN Plus. The prelims, 3 p.m. for the main card.
3: What else? What are we gonna plug? Um tonight I am going to be at the Fat Black Pussycat, 7 p.m. for a one hour set. This Friday, Jim Thorpe, PA. This Saturday, Delaware. And then I got New Jersey, Denver, and finally Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis in September. I cannot wait.
4: You're so busy. You're so busy. Me, I'm over at SarahBJJ.com. I'm always at my school. That's what I do. You can find me there. You know, I do cameos also, you know. And uh, besides that, Jimmy, you know, just a husband and a father do my thing. Jimmy, I will see. I'll talk to you by this weekend. Okay, buddy.